Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you would, and go to Matthew chapter 24. <clears throat> I see it's only about 740. I'm excited. That means I can preach till midnight. It's exciting. <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> Matthew 24. These are the words of Jesus. <clears throat> I want you to stay with me tonight, take some good notes. I don't know how long I will be. But Lord, we thank you for the power of your word, the authority of your word. Your word will never pass away. Your word shall be fulfilled forever and ever and ever for all eternity. Thank you for your words of life, Lord. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit move through this place and upon this word and upon your messenger tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 24, I'm beginning to read in verse 6. In Jesus' words, he says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. That's difficult, isn't it? Is that difficult? Yeah. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, from the time that Jesus spoke these words 2,000 years ago, there have been many, many, many wars, right? From that time since Jesus spoke these words. And Jesus was answering his disciples their questions concerning his return and the end of the age. When we think about wars, it, it, it wasn't even that long ago that World War II ended. You think about that. Think of all the wars that have been upon the earth since the time that Jesus spoke these words. You're going to see wars. You're going to hear about wars. You're going to hear about rumors of wars. But now that Israel, the, the, fig, the fig tree has now officially budded, and a nation came back to life, a nation was reborn, we stand right here at the precipice of May 15, 2021. Yesterday, Israel turned 73 years old. Yesterday was their anniversary of a new birth, May the 14th, 1948, 73 years ago. Can we give God praise for that tonight? Seriously, come on. Let's praise the Lord. What a miracle. What a miracle. Jesus even speaks of the budding of this fig tree, which I believe it prophetically speaks to the reestablishment of Israel as a nation. He, and you can find those verses. It's Matthew 24, verses 32 through 35. You can put it in your notes tonight. Amazingly, miraculously, nearly 2,000 years later, after A.D. 70, when the Romans came in, and devastated and brought destruction. Remember, Jesus said it would come. He prophesied it and said the day was going to come upon Israel and all of Jerusalem would be destroyed. We know in A.D. 70, when the Romans came in, they utterly destroyed all of Jerusalem and pillaged throughout all of Israel. And literally, the children of Israel were dispersed to the four corners of the earth. Now we fast forward to 1948. After nearly 2,000 years, the Lord has brought Israel back into the land just as he promised, and a nation was born again. It's a miracle, a miracle rebirth. You think about the time of World War II concerning the Jewish people 
even as Hitler and the Third Reich was trying to literally exterminate them throughout Europe. And we saw the Jewish people literally rise up out of the ashes of the Holocaust and become a people once again to the glory of God. It's amazing. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12, it says this. It says, He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, that prophecy has been fulfilled, and even tonight it is still being fulfilled as Jewish people are making their pilgrimage and their way back home to Israel. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't leave me up here alone tonight. Come on. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. This amazing promise, it says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that they will be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. Literally the Lord breathe brand new life into the children of Israel. We've never seen a miracle like this on planet earth. It's never happened before where a nation was wiped out, exterminated, their people exiled, blown to the four corners of the earth. But the prophet said, God will take them and regather them and he shall plant them again in their covenant land. Woo! Yesterday, May 14th, 73 years later, Israel became a nation. For those of you that saw the torch, you re will remember from the podcast, my first trip in Israel when I was in Tel Aviv and I was at the, the Hall of Independence where they signed their charter and their declaration of independence for Israel, May the 14th, 1973. We learned that day that there were 66 individuals that signed their name to that covenant and the Declaration for Independence. I think it's very prophetic. Isaiah chapter 66 says this. Isaiah chapter 66, I'm going to begin to read in verse 6. We'll go through 11. The sound of noise from the city, the voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord who fully repays his enemies. Whoa. Who fully repays his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has seen such a thing? Who has ever heard of such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in a day? Or a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I cause delivery and then shut up the womb, says the Lord? Rejoice with Israel or rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice for joy over her. All you who mourn for her that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. I love this. Isaiah said there's coming a time. We've never seen anything like it. We've never heard or seen anything like it. Yet a nation shall be born in a day, in a moment. And that's what happened. Amos takes us into a promise concerning the children of Israel back in the land. Amos chapter 9. Amos 9, I'm beginning to read in verse 13. Take some good notes tonight. I know they're flowing with me back there. Thank you, guys. Amos writes to us and he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Are you seeing this? 
This is the same exact prophetic picture concerning coming to birth. And suddenly, suddenly at labor, boom, it happens. It comes forth. The plowman's going to overtake the reaper. The treader of the grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and the hills shall flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink from them. They shall also make gardens and eat from them. I will plant them in their land. And no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given to them, says the Lord your God. Hallelujah. He is the covenant-keeping God. He is the God who watches over his word that it shall be performed. And the word that goes forth out of his mouth, I'm quoting Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, the words that go forth out of the mouth of God. God says, I watch over them to perform them. I make sure that when a word comes forth out of my mouth, there is nothing that is going to stop it. And it's actually going to fulfill its divine purpose. Nothing will be able to quench it or, or, or chop it down. And that's what he's done for Israel. The word of the Lord was forever alive, ladies and gentlemen. The word of the Lord from Amos that he was that it was spoken. The word of the li- word of the Lord was forever. Help me, Lord, get these words out of my mouth. The word of the Lord was forever alive from the moment that Amos stood in the earth realm and declared from the throne what he heard. God is going to take his children and he's going to pull them back together. He's going to put them in their land. He's going to plant them. And no one is going to be able to uproot them ever again. We've stood in awe these these five days. We've stood in awe. What we have seen over the last five days, the thousands, literally, I, I read right before leaving, St. Petersburg, there's been over 2,541 rockets before I drove out of St. Petersburg that have come against Israel in the last five days. Think of that. 2,541. Think of that. We have seen Hamas bringing Israel under fire out of Gaza. We've seen Hezbollah firing out of Lebanon. Rockets were fired yesterday out of Syria. Something is escalating, ladies and gentlemen, radically, and it's happening fast. Amazing. I read yesterday that Jordan and Egypt said if Israel proceeds to move forward and advance against Gaza, that they were both going to cancel their agreements, all of their agreements that they have with Israel. I ask this question, is this the federation of the nations now in Psalm 83 that says that they will rise up against Israel? The federations of nations that think they're going to be able to stamp them out. But I've got news for them. Almighty God is going to step in as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's going to roar over them with victory and triumph. I believe Israel is getting ready to go into a very aggressive, aggressive war. Unfortunately, right now, the enemies of Israel look at America and they see that America looks very, very weak. And I think everyone in in this room and those of you watching online understands why. Israel's enemies are like a pack of wolves just licking their chops, thinking that they're going to devour. My friends, do not relent in continuing to pray for Israel. Let the burden of the Lord rest upon you. I want to say that again. Let the burden of the Lord rest upon you. Let the Lord use you in this time to intercede as watchmen on the wall and cry out for Israel day and night and night and day. Isaiah 62, verse 1. 
Isaiah 62 and verse 1, because I love Zion, I will not keep silent. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Verse 6, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, and they shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest until he establishes and until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Watchmen, stay on your watch. Intercessors, stay on your watch. Be alert in this hour. Folks, the mainstream media, as you can tell, are trying to suppress every bit of news that is happening right now in the Middle East. Do your very best to stay in the know, to understand what is happening in this hour. Think about it. From the time of 1948, 1948 until now, what God has been doing in Israel is a profound miracle. What He has done in bringing His people back that no one ever thought it was even possible. God breathed again. Literally as Ezekiel looked over that valley of dry bones and the Lord spoke to him and said, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel's response was, Lord, only you know. Lord, only you know. Then the breath of God began to come upon it and the bones began to rattle and stand up and muscle and sinew and flesh came on those bones again and God breathed the breath of life into Israel to be born again. We've seen it in our lifetime. What is about to happen? We see that as the Lord has now reestablished Israel, the time of the Gentiles, ladies and gentlemen, is racing to an epic crescendo. The harvest of the ages of the Gentile nations is about to be captured by the Holy Spirit, and then the Lord will do His final, most epic work coming again for salvation to come unto Israel and to deal with their enemies once and for all. We've never seen anything like this. I mean, I've been in awe of just the Iron Dome. Of see, these, these photographs, all of you have been watching this. All of you have been up seeing this. It's staggering. It's sobering. We've received pictures from some of our friends throughout Israel being there even in their bomb shelters through the night. I can't even imagine how they feel. I think it's amazing since January, since Inauguration Day, what we have seen unfolded, how, how deep are we? 120 days? I cannot believe what we've seen un, unfold since we'll just call it Inauguration Day. We all understand what this is. How many of you really understand what this is? That's right. And what we see in this administration, this is, this is an administration, folks, that is in a deep, deep darkness. This is an administration that is easily manipulated by an antichrist spirit and an anti-Israel spirit. And it is coming out with great intensity. It should be no surprise to any of us. Now we understand that this administration is not going to stand with Israel. So we need to decide and say boldly, we as the body of Christ, we will stand for Israel. We will honor Israel. We will pray for Israel. We will back Israel. Come on, church. 
There is, I believe, an overwhelming righteous retribution that are coming to the enemies of Israel. I was amazed to see the strategy that Benjamin Netanyahu and the IDF forces took as they were, how many of you were watching when they began to amass all the tanks to head to Gaza? They lined up along the strip of Gaza and soldiers went and of course then it seemed like all of the cockroaches, meaning the terrorists, all the cockroach terrorists began to come out in glee thinking, okay, this is on. Once they came out, Israel began an air attack, an air raid, and absolutely began to drop annihilating bombs on them. And I was overjoyed. Overjoyed. There is such a culture of death, a culture of hatred that has been bred against Israel. Amazingly, President Obama was one that endorsed and sanctioned and went into this Iranian nuclear deal. How many remember when that was structured? I went to Washington, D.C. with a very dear ministry friend of mine. I remember driving into there as Benjamin Netanyahu was there to speak to the joint session of Congress where he literally begged, begged America not to go into the Iran nuclear deal. President Obama would not even see Benjamin Netanyahu. He was out golfing. Prime Minister Netanyahu flew all the way here from Israel, stood before joint session of Congress, just like Winston Churchill, and begged and said, we cannot go into this deal. Yet, we turned our back. We meaning America, our leadership. Thank God for President Trump as he came. Come on, thank God for President Trump. Pulling us out of that Iran nuclear deal. And now we see Biden once again. Right in stride, right in momentum. I think Biden is the biggest puppet ever, if I just be honest with you. I think there are other people that are controlling this and pulling the strings. I think we know some of them. I think we've seen some of them for decades. And they're behind the curtains pulling strings. We see Biden is literally like AWOL right now. Yeah, I said that. His administration is calling for both sides to de-escalate. Folks, I want to be very clear. Israel is not starting wars. Israel is not starting wars. Israel did not do this. They are defending their sovereignty and their innocent people. They are standing up against this vile attack, and they must do it. Come on. I think it's absurd to tell Israel they just need to de-escalate. That's disgusting. That's just disgusting. God does not wink at the enemies of Israel, what they are doing right now. He takes it very seriously. In Zechariah chapter 2, he calls Israel the apple of his eye. This is serious stuff. Zechariah chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. It says, Up Zion, escape, you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. Wow! God calls Israel, Zion, I call you the apple of my eye. Psalm chapter 17 and verse 8. King David is praying for Israel. He's asking God for his protection. God's loyal covenant love to protect them. And, and David says, Psalm 17 verse 8. Keep me as the apple or the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wing. Listen to those words again. Keep me as the apple of your eye. 
Speaking of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 32, in verse 10, Moses relates this prophetic description of God's care over Israel. In verse 10 it says, In a desert land he found him, in a barren and hollowing waste he shielded him. And he cared for him. He girded him as the apple of his eye. Man, that is such loving language. Isn't that powerful? The apple of his eye. What is that? It's the pupil. Have you ever looked in someone's eye and been able to see yourself? Really? Have you been able to look in someone's eye and you can see yourself standing there in front of them? Well, of course you have. Everyone in this room has. In the Hebrew word for this pupil, the apple of God's eye, it means the little man. And it's a, it's a Hebrew metaphor for when you look into the eyes, you're able to see its love. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when you look into the eyes of our beloved covenant-keeping Father, you're going to see Israel. We are living... In the last days before the triumphant return of King Jesus, we are racing towards the end of the age. He is going to deal with Israel. He's going to make full atonement for sin. He's going to deal with iniquity. He's going to deal with their enemies. He's going to bring His covenantal love to Israel and reveal himself. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Zechariah says, And I will pour on the house of David and all the inhabitants of Israel the spirit of grace and supplication, and then they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve him as one grieves for a firstborn. What is he saying? Zechariah is saying, he's prophesying the revelation of Jesus Christ is all of Israel at his coming. They are going to look upon our king, Yeshua. They are going to look upon their true Messiah and realize he was the man pierced for their sins and iniquity. He was chastised for them. He was smitten by God for them. He was hung on a tree, crucified for them, but resurrected unto glory and now is coming back to rescue and save all of Israel. The revelation is overwhelming. This is overwhelming stuff. It's humbling to preach this, the power of this word and what God has dreamed all along as the covenantal, covenant-keeping God. He is coming to save and redeem Israel and His ultimate work shall be complete. Glory to God. I want you to go to Luke 21. Turn those pages, Luke 21 tonight. Thank you, Lord. We as the church have been the most fortunate Gentile nations, the Gentile nations, the church. We have been the most fortunate of the goodness of God and the grace and the glory of the gospel to come to every one of our lives. The power of the atoning blood of Jesus, what he has done, making us a new creation, new men, new women. We could throw this mic around and testify till the sun comes up tomorrow what Jesus, our Messiah, has done, transforming us from the inside out, making us a new creation, how old things passed away. And behold, all things became new. But I'm telling you, he's about to do it for Israel too. He's going to make all things pass away and everything is going to become new. He's coming to establish His throne on planet Earth. He's coming again. He's coming again. He's coming. He's coming.
Luke 21. There will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, distress of the nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring and men's hearts failing them from fear of the, ex of the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And then he spoke a parable to them. He said, look at the fig tree and all the trees. And when they are already budding, you see and know yourself that summer is now near. These are the words of Jesus, my friend. So you, you also do. When you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your heart is weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and with the cares of life. Let that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before Son of man. These words, the parable of the fig tree, Jesus is saying. Remember, he said, you're going to see this fig tree bud. This fig tree, I believe, is Israel coming back to life. And it did not even come back to life and sprout and be born again till May 14th, yesterday, 1948, 73 years ago. Now, this is interesting that many theologians, and I'm not saying that I'm a theologian whatsoever, but many theologians believe biblically that a generation is 80 years. This is interesting because 80 minus 73 is seven years. I don't know. I just know that we are racing towards the epic crescendo of what Daniel says, will the prophet Daniel will be released. Daniel's 70th week shall be unfolded. The time of Jacob's trouble, the time of the tribulation upon the earth and entering into the great tribulation where God will deal with the nations of the earth and he will race to the climax of saving all of Israel. He said, look for the fig tree to be born. And he said, this generation will by no means pass away until it is fulfilled. Seventy-three years ago, and here we are. These last five days, do they, does it really have you standing at attention? It has me standing at attention. I learned as a young boy growing up in the church into my teen years, into my young life, you always watch Israel as a watchman. God started his pro prophetic clock by rebirthing them in the world again. You watch Israel, what the Lord is doing in Israel. This is a time that the body of Christ is going to have to stand and intercede and be faithful and loyal for Israel. I pray with all of my heart that America will forever stand with Israel. I want you to put your Bibles aside tonight, if you will. I want you to stand. Cody, I want you to come. I know you've just returned, but I want you to come. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 
The Holy Spirit is preparing the bride of Christ. The Holy Spirit is building the ecclesia, the mighty church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. The Holy Spirit is indwelling the ecclesia. The Holy Spirit is working in the agents of the church as the restrainers against evil. The time is coming where the restrainer will be removed. And then God will do His work of judgment in the earth. But before that time, the Scripture tells us there shall be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon the nations where the Lord shall harvest the nations. I believe we are stepping in to the greatest outpouring just before the return of Jesus Christ. I believe the Holy Spirit is preparing the ecclesia for the hour of harvest, the hour of harvest for the United States, for every nation, that this will be a time of great trembling before the Lord, but this will be a time of also great joy and great fulfillment of seeing far beyond the book of Acts, God pouring out His Spirit upon His church and upon all flesh. The harvester of the nation is going to thrust us in. Thrust your sickle in, Lord. Have your glory. Have your harvest, Lord. We speak to America tonight. Spirit of God, move and brood over this nation and draw the prodigals home unto you. Let the fire of the Lord be poured out upon this country. This is the time for awakening. This is the time of outpouring. This is the time for revival. Lord, we thank you for the perfecting work of the Holy Ghost that you are making us blameless until the coming of the day of the Lord. A bride without spot or blemish. A, a bride, Lord, that has cleansed and be, been made ready for you, King Jesus. Lord, we haven't even begun to dream big enough what you're going to do in this hour. For no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of man the things that you have prepared for us, Lord. Wow us, Lord. Wow us in this hour. Wow us. Show forth your power, glory, God. Show forth your redemption, Lord, over America and the nations. And show forth your redemptive power over Israel, we pray. Guide us, Lord. Guide us, Lord. Would you take a hand tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to stand before you tonight as watchmen, watchmen who will cry out day and night and night and day. Lord, for the salvation of Israel, that the eyes of their heart, the eyes of their understanding would be open, Lord. For Yeshua, for their King, for their Messiah. Lord, open the eyes of their heart, Lord, even now, even now. Open that nation, Lord, to the gospel of the kingdom. Let them see Jesus, their Redeemer. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. 
Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Pour out your spirit, O oh God. Pour out your spirit, O oh God. Pour out your spirit, O oh God. Winds of awakening. Winds of awakening throughout the Middle East. Lord, we decree again the nations are yours. Syria is yours. Lebanon is yours. Iran is yours. Iraq is yours, God. Turkey is yours. Even China, Russia, God, they are yours. The nations are yours. Thrust in your sickle. The nations are yours. Father, you said to your son, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. I will give you the nations as your inheritance. And Lord, we declare back to you, the nations belong to you, King Jesus. Have your glory. Have your inheritance, Lord. Oh. And have America. Have America, Lord. Lord, we decree again, nothing is going to be able to stand in the way of your divine plan. What you have decreed of America's ultimate comeback and a divine turnaround. We decree it again tonight. Lord, there is an overturning. There is an, uh, an uncovering of every wicked plan and scheme, God. Bring justice and judgment to it, O oh Lord. Bring justice and judgment to it, O oh God. Save America, King Jesus. We decree tonight we shall be a sheep nation. We will stand and bless you, Israel. We will not forsake you. We will bless you. We will pray for you. We will intercede for you.
Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Will of God be done. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Stay under the burden of the Lord. Stay under the burden of the Lord as watchmen, as intercessors in this hour. Pray with the Lord. Pray with the Lord of the harvest. Pray with the Lord of the harvest that He might send forth laborers into the harvest. Stay under the burden. Let the Lord stretch your heart. Stretch you in the Spirit. going to use victory as an ecclesia for the earth. He's going to use us as an ecclesia for the nation and for the nations. The Lord is using us as an embassy of heaven, as an ecclesia for Israel even tonight. The Lord is taking all of these prayers. He's moving on the winds of these prayers right now. He's moving on the tears that are being released in this room right now. Have your way, King of glory. Have your way, King of glory. on the altar tonight. Hallelujah. Every word that you have spoken, Lord, is true. Every word you have spoken is alive, and it will come to pass and be fulfilled over every Gentile nation and over Israel. You are our covenant-keeping Father, our Abba, everlasting God, El Elyon, everlasting God. Lord, we are so thankful that we are alive for such a time as this, that you chose to place us in the earth now. I believe we are the generation that will see the King of glory coming. I believe in our lifetime we will see our King of glory, our bridegroom, coming for us. He is coming. Oh, He is coming. He is coming. You are the beloved of God. You are the bride of Christ. You are His precious beloved ones.
we all understand that just as John the Baptist was that forerunner who prepared the way of the Lord, we are that generation now that is preparing the way of the Lord once again. He's coming. He's coming. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. It's just so wonderful to look across this room. You are a blessed people. Before we open the altars tonight, our prayer team is going to move into a time. In just the next few moments, we're going to begin to pray for anybody here who desires prayer, more of the Lord. If you have a specific need, if you need a healing in your body, you need a healing in your body, you need a miracle tonight, our prayer team is going to be ready to begin to minister to you tonight. Prayer team, just begin to prepare yourselves as well. Those of you online tonight and you're not in the room, we just speak the blessing of the Lord over you, the healing virtue of Jesus into you, the power of the Holy Ghost to you tonight. If you need prayer for any reason tonight, you need a breakthrough, you need a healing, you need a miracle, you need a relational miracle, whatever it may be, you may need a fresh baptism of the Spirit of God, come tonight come tonight. Father, we consecrate this altar to you right now in Jesus' name. Let the river flow. Let miracles break forth this night in Jesus' name. Amen. Those of you that want prayer, the altars are open tonight. God bless every one of you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.